boss man, show here with Coach Donald Hill, Ely of the Alabama State. Horns down in the gump, Montgomery, Alabama, the SWAC conference. SWAC media days gone and past. Fall camps up next. Coach, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm good, boss man. Everything's good. Getting ready to get back out here on this gridiron, get these boys going. Yes, sir. Coach, you played five games in the, in the spring. How important is that to give you a springboard into the fall this year and evaluate young men, see where they are, where you can get better at and kind of see where you need to get the attack in the portal and recruiting going forward? Well, you know what? Uh, the spring was the first time uh, in my uh, plus 25 years of coaching that we've had a spring season. And, uh, and I kind of felt two different ways about it initially, but at the end, uh, I, I thought it was very beneficial. We had a lot of freshmen that played and we were able to develop them and give them some confidence uh, where we wouldn't have had that kind of competition in the spring and they, this and this fall would have been their first time getting on the field. So it's nothing like being able to get experience. And uh, I, I thought the, the young men played well. Uh, we only had minor injuries. I think we lost two young men that got hurt in the spring that can't play in the fall. Uh, so we had to replace those guys, but I thought it was very beneficial, and, and uh, I'm eager to see uh, the, the the production of uh, of our team and and their effort once they return back next week. And coach, let's get some for you and your staff getting to see those guys actually in full pass against other competition, you know. So as you get ready for fall camp, we try to implement some things that you saw you can work on differently that you saw in them games you did play, so you can apply it to help the, going forward here in 2021 the fall version. Right. Uh, and as a staff, we was able to, uh, you know, take those five games that, that we played, uh, break them down, put them on the system and really evaluate our scheme and really evaluate our players, uh, which then gives us an opportunity uh, being that the pandemic allowed every student athlete that we had on the team to come back to play this fall. So now we're talking to the same crowd. You know, we're not talking to a whole new a uh, group of young men, the only new people that would be arriving at the team are, are uh, transfers that we thought that could beef our team up and a couple of freshmen. I think it's only about five high school freshmen that we signed, which is uh, uh, unusual because we normally would sign about 15 to 20 of those guys. And Coach, speaking of that, four of your guys I haven't learned football on Zoom so much, actually getting to apply it in action and in truth because, you know, some guys would learn differently. You know, everybody can't retain via Zoom or the chalk, but they have to go out there and actually get in those shorts and shells or in pads and learn the scheme that way. So getting out, having them around the spring and having the fall coming up, how side are you having an actual normal year to train for football to attack this swag coming up here real soon? Hey, uh, as I tell the coaches, we became great coaches. Can, can you imagine teaching a young man uh, how to do a contact sport on a non-contact method? So I'm telling you to wrap up. And you about you in your living room at another house, I hadn't wrapped you up or touched you. So <laughs> Zoom has really made uh, us some great coaches. So you, you know, you have to sometimes when you're talking to them, you know, tell them, get their little brother in the yard, you know, whatever that they need to do, whoever that they're having contact with, work on your drills, work on your footwork. So it's been tough. And I'm just looking forward to lining down, man, and be able to, uh, to, you know, say a command in a room or on a field and see guys in their eyes what they're able to do and uh, and getting off this Zoom. I'm, I'm about to Zoomed out. 
I hear that, Coach. And, and how, how have you seen for your young men for is their mental growth and development over the past year? Because I know a lot of these young men, this is new for them, having to not get do what they, how they play football the way they want to play football, having to be away from their coaches, not be able to do what they want to do. So how have you saw that mentally developing, how them grow as men through this adversity they faced for the last 18 months? Well, I think the true growth and the true uh, benefit of what going through this pandemic that they'll benefit from, we won't see that two years later. Uh, right now, it's, we're, we're still in the midst of this pandemic and still a lot of suffering. I have some guys that got learning disabilities. Well, you know, the, the IEP will tell them that they shouldn't do distant learning, but that's all been available is distant learning. So I've seen those young men struggle, but then find ways to cope with the situation and get better. Uh, other young men uh, that normally hadn't been self-starters, I see them becoming self-starters because it's no one, uh, is, you can turn the, the video off on the computer and lay back in the bed. So now you gotta get up and you gotta do things on your own. So you're gonna see a better quality person a little bit down the road because if you, you won't make it through this uh, pandemic and they never would have made it through this pandemic to be able to play if they didn't take some initiative. And I think that's what this pandemic uh, has really taught our young men and, and uh, it's being uh, responsible and it's given them a lot of initiative. And coach, a lot of fans on Sam Sanders concept, the, the most important coach besides you, the coordinators and the special teams offense defense is special condition coach, because that's what keeps your guys' bodies together. And that diet piece, nutrition piece, sleep piece, recovery piece, get their bodies to fill out as they get older, early 20s, is so key to play good on the field, be fast and furious on Saturdays to represent the Hornets. So talk about that piece of it, strength conditioning, and how important that hidden piece of that strength conditioning piece, the, the body, the mind, how important it is for those young men out there as fans watching them play on Saturdays and in the, in the gump there. Well, you know what? Uh, the strength and conditioning coach, uh, you know, my hat goes off to each one of those guys around the country in the program because they've been the one holding our teams together. Uh, they've been the ones that that have been have been creative to find ways to, uh, you know, keep the guys strong, to enhance their agility, to enhance their conditioning, uh, whether it was through Zoom or whether through small groups and uh, in the weight room. So uh, that is the most important part of your program. And I tell coaches all the time, I love walking through that weight room and seeing guys, you know, lift weights. And it's not just for them lifting weights. I like to see them with that struggle of having weight on them to see how they would adjust to having weight in front of them. If you got a guy that's cutting the corners on that bench press, fourth and one, he's not that guy that I'm going to be calling his name to put him out there. So you can, you can learn a lot from your strength coach. My strength coach and I, we meet every day. Uh, when it comes to conditioning and when it comes to strengthening and find out what is the makeup of that guy. Is, he's that, is he that guy want to put that ball in his hand when, when the game needs to be won? Or is he that guy need to walk down pass and bring him back to the sideline because we can't count on him? So that our strength and conditioning uh, coach, and just like everyone on around the country, is the most important uh, staff member that you have in that building. And Coach, talk about your non-conference skills you have and the, the big one you have with Auburn, uh, where you go for those guys in the in-state or up the road from I-85 from you guys. Tell us about that, man. Well, you know what? Uh, the one thing that you want to be able to do is, uh, you know, we don't have those kind of platforms to play on week in and week out. Now, we play on a large platform in the SWAC, but it's not being able to take a man, a young man into an arena uh, with 70 or 80,000 uh 
people to play on national television and to play up a division. Yeah, we know that they have more resources. They have more funded. They have more scholarships. They have 25 more scholarships than we have. But the opportunity to be able to show that we can compete uh, with those guys, and every now and then we'll find a way to win, it gives us an opportunity to add notoriety to our program. But more importantly, it gives our young men uh, that could have had a, that may have had a chance to go to that level to play at that level. And also, Coach, I look at it this way. The transfer portal, guess what? Some guys at Auburn made who are not playing may say, hey, let me go to Alabama State because I can I can play there. You know, they played us and they gave us a good game and opportunity. Because for me, I'd rather be at a FCS school being the man than be a nobody at a power five because you, you're not going to get seen. You're not going to get drafted. You're going to be late round, undrafted, trying to claw your way. So if you ball out the FCS level, they're going to come for you. Yeah, well, that's what we try to do is get there and ball out and find the ones that want to be at HBCUs. But, you know, when you start looking at the predominantly white schools, they have so many other things that our players go there and forget that they even play football. They have cost of attendance where they get money to every month to, to go to the school. Now you just got this NIL name, image, and likeness that they're making money on. You got some of them will sit there and make the little money that they're getting and forget all about being football players. But you do have those that really want to get an opportunity to play, and those are the ones that we're looking for that say, hey, Coach, I'm here, I'm not playing. Uh, will you give me an opportunity? So we're always looking for those guys. And, Coach, for our fans in Atlanta and beyond, on offense, offense defensively, who are some guys we should look out for so we, as we watch the, the Hornets and cheer for you guys so, as we want you all to win down here, our, our 85th brethren down the street? Well, look, on offense, we got two of the most explosive players in the game at any level with Ryan Nettles and Ezra Gray. Uh, those young men are uh, uh, doing a great job uh, outside playing receiver for us. We got uh, one of Atlanta on, Wallace Coker. Uh, who uh, we were rallied behind uh, this year being a, a senior uh, wide receiver for us, uh, as well as another Atlanta own Terrence Ellis, a preseason all-conference tight end. Uh, we have a, a very young offensive line that uh, had a chance to play this spring, and we're looking forward to uh, those young men coming back and, and just leading the way uh, for us to move the ball offensively. Uh, when you come on the defensive side, you know, you can't be in Alabama if you don't have a bubble. So we got a middle linebacker called Bubba, and uh, normally when you see the bubble, it's going to be some trouble. So Bubba's our middle linebacker, and, and he's doing a good job for us. But before you get the bubble, we got the, the tons of fun up front at nose guard, Christian Clark, a uh, big old guy that demands a double team, and uh, Brandon Gaddy, uh, Nick Terry, those guys uh, anchoring, that, uh, anchoring that steel curtain that we got across the front. And then on the back end, uh, you know, we have some of the, the bigger and more uh, explosive corners that, that you see with Natron Culpepper and Keenan Isaac. And uh, we, ha we have a host of guys, Ursaw Davis, uh, you know, is that free safety back there for us that's making all the calls and the plays. And then on our kicking game, you know, all punter, uh, uh, Aubrey Grace, uh, all conference punters. So we have a nucleus of players. And uh, we're, we're just excited to get back and uh, let these guys go ahead and work at their craft and try to get this SWAG championship in there. 
And Coach, I'm going to recruiting on the previous question, but talk about how the portal is going to help you at Alabama State get guys and also you can watch their film and talk to them directly, save you some time, won't have them take trips to them, just call the coach up and get information on the guy and say, hey, if, if does he fit our scheme and our, and our culture here? So how's it going to help you guys even get better in years to come with this portal we have now? Well, yeah, the, the portal to me is good and bad. You know, I, I, it's okay to be able to go in every now and then and find an O lineman or a D lineman that you normally uh, uh, wouldn't find straight out of high school. I, I kind of like being able to get high school guys that come in that I can put our tradition and our purpose on them from their freshman year and let those guys develop. When you start bringing in a bunch of guys out of the portal, you bringing in a bunch of guys who've already been, uh, you know, taught a different philosophy and a different thing at other schools. And, and that sometimes can become challenging trying to change their mindset uh, to not be selfish coming into a new program. So, uh, you know, we'll continue to use the portal to uh, find guys that we need at certain places uh, that to help us in certain areas. But the bottom line, you know, we like good old high school guys that we can get in and grow them right here on, on right here in the nest. And Coach, talk about how the swag is deep from top to bottom, man, from 1 through 12. It's going to be a lot of different things going on. You got, you got Bethune and Flam this year, new to the conference. So talk about the swag up and down and adding those two new members, Bethune and Flam U now. You know, we just added some more tradition, and we just expanded our region uh, in the swag to be able to go over to Florida. A lot of our young men have never had the opportunity to play in Florida. So now when you have those two teams that's coming over, that have the years had great bands, great atmosphere, game day atmosphere, and now to be a part of the SWAC. And now as we sell, you know, sell this thing to our young men is that we cover the whole South plan. And so now is uh, when you go to recruit those young men from Florida, they know they get an opportunity to get back home. But more importantly, it just strengthened our conference to the point that <clears throat> that we, we're not in competition with nobody else. We are the Mecca of black college football. You got that right. You can't you can't be the swag Saturday is one of a kind. Coach, thank you for your time today as always. You know I'm cheering for you guys being my neighbor down the road there. So I gotta make sure you're the closest team to me. So I'm gonna cheer for you all, man. So thank you for your time as always, coach. Hey, hey, come on down. Come on down and see it, man. I shall. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.